Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of Truth 101. My name is, what was it, Jimenez uh, Castro? What, we, what do we call me now? I don't remember. Do you remember? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't remember either. Pablo. Pablo, Pablo Castro. And you are, sir? You could be Pablo Picastro. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Thanks, man. That's amazing. Yeah. Pablo Picasso. <laughs> Picastro. Picasso. I screwed it up already. Yep. Picastro. I love that. I'm going to change my name now officially to that. Legally? No. no. <laughs> just in theory. Really. I'm sorry. And you are. Oh, just bring up something. Oh, okay. To have your name legally changed because you have so much freedom in this country, you have to be fingerprinted like a criminal. Oh, but I am Alejandro J. Castro. <laughs> Coming at you. With the truth, 101. 101. Okay. 101. <laughs> Are we good? Have we got the reverberations over with? Uh-huh. The echo? Yeah. All right. So, well, now I have, I have a thing I want to talk about now. Why, why do you equate getting your fingerprints stamped to being a criminal? Why the darn, if I maybe speak. Uh, just, this is a family show. <laughs> why the darn does the... First of all, why do they have any say over what you choose to call yourself, right? And you need your name so you can get on all these delicious um, police state things like your license and your social security number or SIN number we have here in the beautiful... Ironically named. Yeah, exactly. Um, It's ridiculous that they fingerprint you like you're a criminal just to be able to change your name. A name should be yours, right? Why does why do they have any say at all? Well, they need to know where to send your mail. <laughs> Come on, let's think about this. Come on. Come on. That's my response. Come on. Well, when you say it like that, oh, I feel good. I win. Yes. <laughs> Soon, people, it won't be your fingerprints. It will be... Iris scans to get your driver's license. Cool. No, it's not cool. That's not cool? It's not cool at all. That's what they were doing in Min- Minority Report. Mm-hmm. Did you watch You watch that movie, right? Um, you probably hated it. Well, I don't if like... If you watched it. I don't like Tom Cruise at all. Well, well that could be a problem. But I have, He's, He appears in that movie. Yeah. I've seen Minority Report, but I don't remember it. Okay. But it's a good way to segue into part of what we're talking about today. Because it's, it's about a police state. And how it goes crazy, and how they have—it's um, very, very one of my favorite movies, actually. Oh, um, even though whether you agree with it or not, because it's what they're—it's about precognition, and they have these precogs who can see into the future and who's going to commit a crime. So in the future, there is no crime because they can actually go five minutes before something happens, like a murder, and they can actually stop them from happening. But then, and then in the future, they can convict you for the even thinking about—you know—you would have killed someone. They don't take into account, though, whether or not you would have stopped yourself or whatever. If the precogs can see it, it's it's good enough for them kind of thing. So you go to jail for something you didn't do. So Yet. that's what the movie is about. Right. Right. And what you want to talk about is? Well, in that... Predator Jones, right? Not Predator Jones. I want to make a movie named Predator Jones. Just, just, <laughs> I just I'm just saying. But the <laughs> I would buy that movie. I, I'd watch that movie. Or comic like, book or whatever. Basketball Jones. He loves the basketball Jones. 
Do you know that Cheech and Chong? No, I have no idea. It's it's pretty good. Um, We're talking about two things. We're just going to touch on Predator Drones, not Predator Jones, D-R-O-N-E-S. And then we'll go into the Oklahoma City bombing, which was the government's first major terror attack on the U.S. Planned under Bill Clinton. All right. I like Predator Jones better. Okay. <laughs> On with the show. Oh, yeah? Uh, so what do you want to ask okay, me? Well, <laughs> okay, so let's talk about Predator Jones. Oh, wait. You wanted <laughs> you wanted to talk about a logo. Oh, okay. Well, I don't... Since we... we Well, we should probably explain. We've been off for a while. We You, went, you did a couple shows with Jeff. We have very different schedules because we're, we're both on the road. And uh, we haven't been able to hook up for a while, at least not for personal reasons. <laughs> And by that, I mean recording a podcast. <laughs> I think it's, I don't think we've talked since we put up a new logo on the site, Truth 101. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing uh, logo. I really, and you did that, right? Yes, I'm very talented. <laughs> and very humble <laughs> as well. But I love Super it. Super humble. I wish we could get a, we're supposed to get really, we're supposed to get new logos for everything, but we haven't yet. But uh, I don't know what that's about. I have to talk to Buckley. But, um, I love the uh, new logo, but the first thing when we opened it up, the thing to look up what episode this was, the first thing that kind of popped out to me is like, it looks like a condom. <laughs> it looks like there's a condom on the uh, the logo there, which I thought was appropriate because it's like, well, be careful if you're going to get fucked, at least, <laughs> you know, it's by the government or whoever, make sure they're wearing a condom. That was the first thing that popped into my head. I don't know where that came from, but, but you were, and then you were pointing out like skulls and stuff like that. Yeah, the, I felt kind of like, oh, yeah, that totally does. Like, I wasn't mad at you. I was instantly horrified that that does indeed look like an un, uh, a rolled-up condom. But what it is is underneath, it's all, like, subtle and subliminal. There's a bunch of skulls and a needle to symbolize vaccines and stuff. But in the background is the eye of um, the, eye of the pyramid, which is on the back of the $1 U.S. bill, and we've all seen that. It's a pyramid, and the top half is disjointed, and it has an eye in it, and that's what it's like. No Illuminati, basically. Do you know about the eye on the pyramid? Yes, I believe you showed that to me one time. We were in Photoshop class together, I think, and you you held court usually after after class, and you would <laughs> you would show people, like, hey, check this out. And that was one of them where you, when you did the thing where they folded up one dollar bill. Oh no! That oh, was this different? That that was folding up money to for nine eleven. There was a weird conspiracy where okay. it actually showed planes hitting the towers with oh. different denominations of American money. Oh wow! Okay. But on the back, oh this other thing I know above the eye of the but explain the one dollar bill has a ton of secret stuff on there, and it's not secret stuff to avoid uh, being. Um, yeah, what do you call it? Counterfeit. It's secret stuff because the United States was built by the Freemasons. The first stone laid at the White House um, was laid by George Washington, and he was wearing his Masonic apron. And it's actually a Masonic, Masonic stone. So you can look at it, and it has. What are you doing? I'm just checking things out. Sorry, go ahead. All right. I'm just making sure we're recording. So the very first part of... Levels are good. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) Probably should have done this before. (laughs) It's been a while. 
Sorry, continue. Everything about Washington, D.C. is occult and Freemasonic. There's even a pentagram buried in the actual street plan. Um, it's changed over time, so there's one road that doesn't come up. But if you go to Google Maps, type in pentagram, uh, type in pentagram or type, just type in Washington DC and then zoom out you'll see an inverted pentagram and at the very bottom is the White House and if you look sort of what it would it be east you'll see the, another continuation and it shows the triangle or the pyramid as well that it ends at the House of Congress um, but anyway, and it's an inverted pentagram, and there is no need to do this because Washington's fairly flat, so the roads could be sort of crisscross, like straight, like checkerboard, like they do on the prairies, because there's no mountains and stuff to go around. So there's really no need. And this was before there was airplanes. So these people believe so much in the occult that they built a whole city around it, and including the. Um, the obelisk, the, what do you call it, Washington Monument. Why do you have that? Why do you have all this Egyptian symbolism? I think we should do a show on its symbolism one day. Because okay. it's phallic? Yeah, yeah that's Why they it. do it? Because it, they like to show it's built by men and they have to show off their cocks. <laughs> cocks. That is true. And you'll see uh, um, the domed, the dome symbolizes the woman, um, the ovum. So you'll see... Wherever there's a big phallic symbol, like if you go wherever in the world and you see an obelisk, you'll also see domes around it, which symbol sing signifies the female. Okay. Okay, but back to the money. So on the $1 bill is an Illuminati Freemasonic symbol of the, um, the Freemasons. It's in all of their literature. You can easily find it. But what it symbolizes is we are the dumb masses. And the floating, we make up the bottom of the pyramid and we prop up our Illuminati masters or our Freemasonic masters, the elite, right? So they are the 5% and they're above us and they're hovering above us. Um, it's symbolic. And there's a whole bunch of things with how many um, bricks are in it and everything else. But also, if you look at the eye that's in the pyramid, it's the eye of Horus. Um, but it's, um, some people say it's the eye of Lucifer. If you look at it, you can tell by the tear duct, it's a left eye, which is like the left-hand path, which is like the dark path. So that was a long thing. <laughs> okay. And I, which for me, it's like, okay, I understand that. I can understand, um, things like, okay, maybe back in the day when they were building Washington, that, uh, maybe true and all that i'm not saying that that's wrong but i'm um, but that's where it kind of falls apart with me always is like okay what does that have to do with people today like how come like it might be just like okay these guys did this really fucked up thing back in <laughs> whenever they built washington dc just maybe maybe it's a practical joke maybe they did it on april fool's day yeah. maybe it was just like hey let's do this this is cool no one will get this this is fucked up because they were drunk <laughs> when they were coming up with the idea or high maybe but uh, the part of it for me, and I don't, I, I don't necessarily want this to lead into a big conversation because we have other <laughs> things to talk about. But that's just sort of my sort of opinion on it. Is like, why does one necessarily lead to the other? Why does it because these guys did this major fucked up thing back in the day? Why does that mean that people are evil today? <laughs> but so, I mean, and here we go. 
Well, <laughs> <laughs> sitting down, people. Um, what it is is, even if you don't believe in something, um, it still has power. So let's say you're an atheist. You don't believe in God. You don't believe in Satan. It doesn't matter because they, uh, the elite of the world are satanic. They're Satanists. And I have stuff to back it up. That's a whole nother show. But so having their symbols gives them power. Just like an inverted pentagram carved on your chest gives you power as a Satanist, it gives them power. So even the Pentagon is a pentagram with all the arms broken off of it. And that's more present day. It was built in wherever. I think it was built on 9-11 of one year. I'm not sure about that. Or they started building it on 9-11 because 9-11 is a Freemasonic thing. They love their numbers and stuff. And they have that number. Yeah. So, okay. So, well, I am in my place now. And so, talk about Predator Jones. <laughs> you said Predator Jones again. It's not Predator Jones. I did it on purpose. <laughs> I love saying Predator Jones. <laughs> so, let's talk about Mr. Jones. What did he do? So, Predator Jones. Oh, my you, bad. You bastard. You might have heard of him. Um, or you might not have. What they are is unmanned airplane that are meant to spy and kill people. Um, you'll hear, if you type in Predator Drone, drone, you'll see that they bomb the shit out of Pakistan all the time. They're just willy-nilly dropping bombs on someone. Someone with a computer is flying a plane, essentially. They're just dropping bombs. They're just killing people. They're just dropping it on weddings and funerals and towns and schools. Because they're evil bastards, right? So, um, and a lot of you are like, well, you know, so what? But they're actually coming to America now. And eventually, there's you'll have predator drones patrolling this population of America, Canada, Mexico, uh, UK, and stuff like that. They even have blimps. Oh, we have, we have a f pause. And we're back. And we're we, back. We had to beat sound down some people coming to the door trying to stop us from speaking the truth. <laughs> and now I have a dog humping my leg. But uh, anyway, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so, sorry, you were you were saying. Okay, so Predator Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Predator Jones. <laughs> I win. <laughs> you win. <laughs> Predator drones are coming to a city near you, and it's not good. Um, it will start out in the States, and then the U.S. already has jurisdiction over Canada. So they'll be flying, basically, um, planes over all of us, and they can see into your They can see into your house. I'll get rid of Mr. Miyagi. No, it's okay. They can see into your house. They can take pictures of what you do. They can x-ray you, do thermal imaging. And they can also shoot missiles at you. They can do rubber bullets, um, tear gas, fire tear gas at you, and actually taser you. Of course, they won't do that right away. It will just be for our safety. But then, um, yeah, that's what's happening. And they're also going to tether blimps. This sounds like science fiction, but it's not. They're going to tether blimps over larger cities like New York. You won't be able to see them, but they're up there, and they just are surveillance blimps. Like... The it's insane. 
And yeah, so now they're trying, there's a bill that was passed that opened up in the U.S. uh, the way for 30,000 surveillance drones to patrol the U.S. Um, They just passed a bill that allows for that. And um, that's crazy. Like, it's crazy. It's like Terminator 2, you know, when they fly around. What can they do up there? They can record absolutely everything. Um, which cell phones already do right now. This is probably broadcasting the, what we're recording here uh, to uh, <laughs> the Pentagon directly, right? <laughs> Wee! Mm-hmm. How we doing? Yeah. Uh, that's always weird to me, like, even just putting it to the sense of, like, you know, police helicopters that patrol over big cities. Like, what did they actually see in the big helicopter that's, you know, all these feet up in the air? I mean, unless you're chasing a, chasing a suspect or something. I mean, you're just kind of wasting fuel as far as, I mean, just flying circles, basically. I don't really see the point of it. So now they're going to have these drones up there as well, or instead of, or it's weird to me. In addition to, and they're... Unless they want to kill people. That's, sorry, I was going to get at That's what we're getting to, really. Yeah. And um, they have the Predator drones. <laughs> They're trying to make them nuclear now. So you're going to have all these <laughs> fucking planes that are nuclear crashing and just, you know, crashing. I'm sure they've thought of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they've seen the big picture and will, you know, be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they always are looking out for us. So, um, yeah. And... Um, they're going to be already talking about patrolling the Canadian border with these things. It's not happening yet, but it will. And the Mexican border. And then they'll just start doing it all over Canada as well. So it's not cool. Um, and yeah, they'll be used to kill people and fire missiles and stuff in the near future. It sounds crazy. I know it does. But um, everything escalates. They always have a good idea for why they want to do that. And that's their cover story. And then they do something terrible with the technology. It's the the blueprint for government. Yeah. It's messed up. It is. And I think the the dog just gassed us. (laughs) Well, I actually hadn't heard that. (laughs) I hadn't hadn't smelt it yet. Thanks for pointing it out. And I'll be waiting for that to hit me. It's bad news. Mm Mm-hmm. So the the dog doesn't get punched because the dog doesn't know better. I get punched if I what is it the three foot rule or whatever. Yeah, it is. It's the three foot rule. Sometimes Um, I just do it just to get angry. (laughs) I do, and the dog. Oh, 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 that was not nice. The dog. I I don't think you noticed. I don't (laughs) hit. I don't hit the dog that much because uh, it costs us money. The dog. He's a stupid dog. He's He's not stupid. He's (laughs) mentally challenged. Okay. And yes, it does eventually cost you money to fix that. So I would refrain. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, so... uh, So Are we done with Predator Jones? Yeah, Predator Jones we're finished with. Do you have any questions about it? No, I just like Predator Jones. (laughs) I'm going to write a comic book named Predator Jones now. Don't get fooled by the name. It's not a good thing. It's just another... The The police state, like, is so prevalent, and it's it's so huge, and it's so happening. They're building FEMA camps everywhere, and it's just nuts. And nobody cares. It's like, it's amazing to me. Let's move on. <laughs> to a cheerier subject of the Oklahoma City bombing. Yes. April 19th, 1995, I believe that happened. 
Yeah. How did you know that? I is, I'm a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. It happened at 9 a.m. And uh, it was blamed on Timothy McVeigh. You probably heard that name. Oh, yes. I, I'm very familiar with Mr. McVeigh. Yes. And this and Terry Nichols. They're actually in the movie. Was it Bowling for Columbine? Michael Moore movie? Oh. And we went, not both of them. I think. Um, oh, anyway. Sorry. they That came up. Huh. Um, yeah, and I don't know what happened to Terry Nichols, but um, Timothy McVeigh was put to death in 2001. And so a little background of what happened. So on the 19th at 9 a.m., Timothy McVeigh he packed up, parked a rider truck outside the Alfred P. Murrow, Murrow government building loaded with explosives. At 9.02 a.m., the truck exploded, taking the lives of 168 innocent people. His actions also wounded over 500 and changed the lives of countless others. So I always remember this as like the the visual of it, sort of like being the visual of 9-11 of the buildings coming down. But I remember it being this, the visual of it being like the whole one side of a building got ripped off, basically. Yeah. So was it in the underground? Do you know the details? Like was yeah. it in the underground parking lot or? No. It was right, right outside? It's like... He pulled right up to the front doors, basically, and parked maybe in a loading zone or whatever. And then the bomb went off. Okay. That yeah, I've, I've actually... It's not like 9-11 where I've you know, burned in my brain what happened because I watched it live. But it's... And, I, and obviously, you couldn't see this. The, we, they wouldn't have had a camera on that at the... You know what I mean? Now with, with 9-11, you watched it happen. Something yeah. like this, it, you see the aftermath. But uh, so to me, it was always, I never actually looked into it. So I don't know, even though I just rambled off all those facts about it, (laughs) I've never actually looked into the situation. So I was actually, actually, I was curious what happened. But uh, so to make Lima Bay, he didn't do this or he did do this or what's the the real, what's the truth on Truth 101? (laughs) Well, that's a good question. And it's a murky territory. What I do is bring up questions. So. Um, a lot of people that are involved in terrorist plots don't actually know that they are involved. And that sounds insane. But um, here, to give you another example, when they bombed the World Trade Centers, not on 9-11, but they bombed it years before, mm-hmm. that was actually set up by the FBI. And there was a guy, I forget his name, Salam, and he actually was in charge of making a bomb. And they hired him to make a dummy bomb, like a fake bomb. And they were doing a thing where they were trying to entrap terrorists. And then they told him, and he taped this, and they told him to make a real bomb. And uh, they paid him all this money. And he actually went to the media, and the story got killed real quick. But he basically, what he what I'm saying is the FBI was going to commit a terrorist act. So what they do, they usually get mentally retarded people or KKK members or they just harvest people out of jail and they convince them that they're either doing a good thing or they're helping to catch bad guys and then all of a sudden they're the patsies just like Oswald was in um, JFK, right? Um, And then, you know, then they go to jail and everything else. And when you're a patsy, if you tell the truth, They'll kill all your family and everything else. So most people will take the hit and say, yes, I did it, right? Mm -hmm. So um, Timothy McVeigh is an interesting character. He was from the um, military. And he said it was said to be quit the military. But some recent footage about three or four or five months ago came up 
where someone was on a on a military base in Oklahoma um, before the tax, but um, after McVeigh was supposed to have quit the military. And um, they have footage of him in a tank. And what the guy was doing is he was scouting for a film set for to make a movie. And then he caught these two guys were backing up a tank. So he went over and talked to him. And then Timothy McVeigh was there. I've seen the footage. It's totally him. And he was like so weird about it and like didn't want to talk and got out of the camera's sight as soon as possible. And that's because he was part of it, right? So whether he was a CIA asset that they they used and then abused or if he was uh, just working for the government, but he was still in the military, which is a very weird thing. And there's also satellite pictures, I think they're satellite anyway, of the actual rider truck. Riders sort of like, what do you call it, like a U-Haul truck. It was a big yellow truck. And they have pictures of the same military base with this truck. Like you don't see rider trucks on the military base. They have enough trucks to move shit around, right? They have a picture, and I've seen it, of the rider truck on a military base days before the Oklahoma City bombing happened, which is like a huge red flag. Like, there's so many things wrong with that, I can't even bother explaining them. So, but, um, so, uh, the Oklahoma City bombing was supposed to be a reply, a reprisal for what happened in Waco, Texas. Waco, Texas, for some of you are too young to know, but it was a compound with this cult leader, David Koresh, and he had all these people um, brainwashed, and they had a compound with weapons on it and stuff like that. And they basically killed all those men and women and children, the FBI, and uh, killed them all because they're trying to save him from the dangerous cult leader. Um, they killed... Well, there's some people escaped to tell the story, but a lot of <laughs> men, women, and children were murdered by the FBI. And so Timothy McVeigh said he did this Oklahoma City bombing as a reprisal for that. But the strongest evidence is what you were already talking about. Um, the strongest evidence that it was an inside job or not what it was said to be was what you were talking about. That picture, if you guys go look, look it up, Oklahoma City bombing, you'll see pictures. And you'll see the building and where the truck was. And what happened was there was a bomb in the truck, but the building was also wired. They wanted to kill lots of people. They wanted to make it look like a big spectacle. And um, so they wired the whole building with explosives inside the building as well as the truck, which if it was just a terrorist attack by a crazy guy, what's he doing? A guest. Oh, sorry, man. Then they Hit wouldn't. Me. They wouldn't need to do that. They would not need to do that. And uh, the way you can tell is, when a blast happens, it pushes everything out. So, like, picture like a, like a laptop with an orange in front of it, right? When the orange is the truck and the laptop's the building. When something explodes, it pushes out. The Oklahoma City bombing was blown out. So the That's building. actually always, yeah, it bothered me. Yeah. Just looking at it on TV, you're like, how did that work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
because it would blow all everything in, but it was blown out, and that's it's, it's slam dunk. You don't need to even question if that if you have half a brain, you can see that, and you you picked up on that. I got half a brain. You have more than most people don't even realize that. I would never realize that, but I've done a lot of investigation, and uh, yeah, it's so obvious. It's not even funny. And the other thing is that uh, if when an explosion happens, it the biggest part of the explosion is where it originates, and then it gets weaker, right? So if I threw a grenade in a living room, it's going to kill the people around it more often than the people that are far away from it, right? Mm-hmm. Makes sense? Um, if you look at that building, some of the explosives that were in the building on the sides were more powerful than the ones closest to the truck. So this was under Bill Clinton's watch, and what this was um, designed to do is to get funding for FEMA. And FEMA is the people that are building the plant, uh, the FEMA camps, which are concentration camps, which will house you and me and the average citizen who doesn't agree with the upcoming police state. Yeah, so how okay. about that? And FEMA, as well, from what I know of FEMA, what is when they had people who like uh, screwed up the New Orleans after <laughs> Katrina. That's kind of how I know of FEMA. Yeah. Um, aren't they the people who just clean stuff up? I thought that's what FEMA was. Yeah, you're right. It's the Federal Emergency Mad- Management Agency. Um, Madness agents. <laughs> yeah. But more and more, they're taking on sort of a more CIA ish tone. And they're building weird prison camps, like I said, and stuff like that. So they are in charge of, let's say, cleanup if something happens. But they're also in charge of rounding up citizens if something happens, too. Okay. What else we got uh, here from that? Another big thing about this is that no federal... It was like a federal building, like a government building with employees and stuff. But... All these people didn't show up for work that day. They got, this was in the time of pagers, and lots of them got warnings. Lots of them actually went on TV news and said, I got a warning. And if you can go back, the best, if you want to learn about this, watch 9-11, The Road to Tyranny. It's about 9-11, but it starts out with about a half an hour of coverage from Oklahoma City bombing. And it's actual news footage of people saying, oh, there was bombs in the building, there's bombs going off everywhere. So not bomb, bombs. And there's so much, um, like, so much evidence. And it hit the news, it made a lot of sense, and then all of a sudden it was killed. And they never talked about that. And speaking of killed, a lot of people have died that were witnesses to this crime. Yeah, but um, yeah, so it mainly blew up a whole bunch of kindergarten kids. They wanted the death toll to be on children, which pulls the heartstrings of America. And they say, oh, you have to protect us from these terrorists. And and, uh, they're so ruthless. And what they were doing is demonizing people that were, um, what do they call them? Um, Trying to protect their country. So you have these extremist groups, which are like... uh, you know, they stockpile guns and food and they're survivalists and it's like a posse, but I can't think of the word right now. But they were sort of... Not a cult? Not a cult, but... <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, what they, yeah. 
what they're basically trying to demonize people that were trying to defend the Constitution so that when another people that came up, these posse came up, then they can say, oh, look, they're a bunch of crazy people. They stockpile guns and stuff like that. And lots of them are crazy, but a lot of them are just want the freedom that their forefathers promised them. So just to get more on point with the whole Timothy McVeigh thing, was he, so he's put to death. He's dead now, right? Yep. In 2001, it says? He's yep. executed? Yeah. Executed. So um, what was his, so was he a patsy? What did he, was he set up? Was he the guy who actually, I mean, he did it, but just for the, not the reasons that was said? Um, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. It's no theories. I don't have any uh, theories because he was obviously working with the government if he's in the military, but he might have thought he was doing some good in some way or he might have actually believed it and they used him. Like, I don't know. Because he did. He was in jail forever, right? For at least, well, he, 95 this happened and he died in 2001. And it's not like he came out and went on Barbara Walters or whatever. And, you know, so he must have... You know, he could have screamed at the top of his lungs or whatever, what was going on, really. So maybe he felt some responsibility over it, or, yeah, maybe he thought he was doing the right thing. or so. Yeah, I really don't know his motivations. They're probably somewhere, but I don't know. But um, this just came out a little, like, a few days ago, actually. A federal judge, um, Judge Clark Waldoops, um, on March 20th, I guess, in Salt Lake City, this judge said it was astounding that they could not find the the video. Like, it's a government building. They had video of the actual bombing. And a lot of people actually report another Middle Eastern man that got also got out of the truck. Um, there's this missing evidence, like missing videotape. And so you have one of the... It was the greatest at that time terrorist attack in the U.S. And all this evidence has gone missing, right? And this, this judge is like, are you kidding me, right? Hmm. Um, he, and he's, he's um, he, it's gone missing. Okay, so that this attorney, Jesse Trentadu, uh, believed that the Bureau had spared no effort to cover up critical facts about the atrocity. It's like spared no effort in trying to cover up their own crime, basically. So they tried really hard. Yes, and they have been very successful. If you look into how many people have died over that, people that had key information and brought lawsuits against the government and stuff, you'll be amazed. Huh? Yeah. So, oh, the, yeah. Anyway, um, what do you, do you have any questions? Not really, no. I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> oh, is there more? We were 35 minutes. So, oh, yeah? yeah no, that. no. Let's, if you have more to say, no. Well, um, there's more about just the witnesses and stuff like that. Yeah, your notes, just lots of that kind of stuff. Um, there, it was just incredible how all the evidence was in plain view on the news, and then the official story started coming out, and it just got wrapped up really quickly. And uh, it's amazing. It is, especially something like that, like we talked about 9-11 before, but how something so public and covered by 
all this media and everything, and then you go on YouTube and see these different things. It's like, how do people not see this and see that? And it's amazing. Yeah, people don't want to see it. Um, oh, what I would, the word I was looking for earlier is militia. So a militia in the States is sort of a, a dirty term like conspiracy theorist. And a conspiracy is just an idea that some bad people got together and came up with a crime to commit. That's all it is. And the theory is about how they pulled it off. But over time, we're brainwashed to think of, like, when you say conspiracy theorist, most people will think of a tinfoil hat. And that's been placed in your mind. like, <laughs> And it's to discredit people. And then you'll start talking about aliens. So just uh, as an example for that, we were watching this show called Conspiracy Theory by Jesse Ventura. And he was talking about FEMA camps. And he went to Washington, D.C. And he was talking to a congressman. And he went in and started talking about FEMA camps to this congressman. And he's like, oh, and you believe in aliens too, right? This congressman signed a bill that was talking about FEMA camps. He said that they didn't exist and that you're talking about aliens, right? Because that discredits you. And his name was on the bill that was talking about FEMA camps. Well, in his defense, he might not have read the thing that he was signing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so well, let's give the guy a break here. They don't actually read those things. They're like huge. They're like phone books, those bills. Yes. <laughs> um, this is another thing that came up. And this happened during 9-11 too. And a lot of conspiracy theorists forget about this. But there's seismic seismographs everywhere. And what that is is for when an earthquake happens, they want to know where it originated and how powerful it was so they can tell you it was 6.3 on the Richter scale, right? The seismograph registers that. So when 9-11 happened, if you look at the seismographs from the university, it was like, bomb, 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 like all these tiny little spikes. Like it's not from the rubble hitting the ground. It's from bombs actually going off. Thousands and thousands of bombs, nanoseconds apart, right? And this same thing happened in Oklahoma City. There was two blasts. And all those news reports of people talked about two or three blasts. But the, um, the seismograph said there was two. And one was eight seconds after the first. So you have the rider truck blowing up. And then the other one blew up eight seconds later, which it will look like one bomb to most people, but it's a big difference. And the initial news report said there was two bombs, like I already said, sorry. Mm. Yeah, and then that, that information just disappeared. Also, the bomb that he used, I forgot about this, but it was really a weak bomb. Like, it didn't have enough oomph to do even close to the damage that was done. Concrete's hard to blow up. It really is. So ammonium nitrate and uh, fuel oil was not enough to make it go uh, go boom, as they say. Which I can understand, too. Maybe he went there with some little dinky bomb or whatever to try to make a statement or whatever, maybe blow up a part of the parking lot or something. But if he gets out and all of a sudden the whole building starts, you know, coming down, it's like, oh, motherfuck. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bad day for me. (laughs) I'm the new Lee Harvey Oswald kind of thing, so. Yeah, so um, there's this FBI agent, Ted Gunderson, and they've actually done, 
like they're professional demolition contractors and they they know this stuff is lies too so yeah they're not on the same team even though they work for the same plus so you have one aspect of the fbi carrying out these bombings and one aspect of it protecting uh the people like you and me and bringing things to light like a lot of people they say about 9-11 um they're like oh you know how come it's not on the news that anyone supports it there's a group and it's like 1300 architects and engineers they call themselves the um architects and engineers or something for 9-11 truth 1300 professional people that are educated in explosives they're educated not everyone but educated in structures and how they're built and how things withstand um, loads and and they understand the construction of these buildings 1300 people with master's degrees and doctorates got together and said this is a lie like how much more evidence do you need those people are putting their careers online because essentially they're being put into the conspiracy theorist tinfoil hat wearing crowd but 1300 people would not put their their credentials online um to say that if they didn't believe it and there's lots of people from the military from pilots and stuff knowing that you can't do some of the things that were done on that day in a plane like it's impossible um, and and still nothing happens like and it just shows that Obama's just as corrupt as Bush was he's he's not stopping the predator drones he's not investigating 9-11 he's not doing any of that stuff he's not closing down wars he's starting more wars and they're doing this it's so incredible they're doing the same stuff that they did in Iraq with Iran it's amazing to me did he ever say he was gonna investigate 9-11 no but it's a huge crime but I'm just saying, I mean, it's one thing to say I won't start any new wars or the, or to say I'll investigate 9-11 and not do it. But I, I don't remember him ever actually saying I'll investigate 9-11. But I see your point, though. Mm -hmm. um, it's true. And then you could say that he wouldn't know about that <clears throat> or whatever. But Charlie Sheen, as much whatever, he's a conspiracy theorist, which is another way to discredit us, right? But he actually, <laughs> before he went batshit insane... He actually sent a 22-minute video. Some I'm probably getting that a little wrong, but to Obama. And even though he's just a celebrity, you get like when a celebrity sends something, you get to see it. Like it doesn't just get put in the junk pile with everything else. And uh, he wrote a letter too, and he went on media, and he said, "These are the questions I have. Why don't you launch an investigation?" Nothing happened. Yes. Crazy old Charlie Sheen <laughs> with his sleeping with his porn stars. <laughs> yeah, he is a crazy bastard, but he's right about a lot of things. Um, you know, vaccines, he's against vaccines. That's why Denise Richards actually divorced him. That was one of her excuses that he didn't want to vaccinate his kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I heard that before. Yeah, he's against it. So, yeah, he's crazy, but he's also right. So, he can be both. And one doesn't exclude the other, right? Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Any other major points we need to get to? No, I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure we covered enough to get you interested. So go watch. Go to YouTube. Type in 9-11, The Road to Tyranny. Um, it's by Alex Jones. It's one of his first 
um, films. It's for free on YouTube. You can find it anywhere. He releases all his films for free. Um, and watch the first half an hour. I guarantee you'll be very, very surprised at what you see. The whole thing's really good, and it came out months after 9-11. It's a great documentary, and so much more has been discovered since then. But it's a really great, uh, if you don't know about 9-11 being created by the government, you should really check it out. All right, so I think that will wrap up another edition of Truth 101 with uh, was it Pablo Picastro. <laughs> yes, I just want to give a shout out to Jeffrey Smart, your co-host for the past couple of weeks. Yeah, he's my gangster, and uh, yeah, we should also make up a quick story about Andrew before we sign off. Like what? Didn't you catch him um, naked in a room with? Uh, what was well, he his? invited me there, but yeah, didn't he have like a shaved? farm animal of some sort in with him? Um, yeah, it was like some sort of goat. Yeah. And that's the symbolic of something. Yeah, and he was so proud that it took like over three hours to shave it and I was like, that's not something to be proud of. You're not supposed to shave goats. You can shear a sheep. You can shear a sheep, shear a sheep, but to shave a goat. And, you know, he was so proud. He was so proud. Well, good for him. You know, he's got a family. You got to tone down that stuff. I don't even know why he's spending so much money on lubricants and all that kind of Well, there's other podcasts where they had him on there and they basically said that he's like a serial killer. Oh. So it's, yeah, it's it's out there. It's, (laughs) apparently they did on this other podcast we do on Planet Kiwi called Save Vagina. They talked about this uh, car commercial from like Europe. Where it was about how these, I guess, about these cars. It was on YouTube. It was about these how these cars they um, they protect you and protect themselves, right? So one was about this uh, bird was flying around, was gonna poop on his car, but it shot like the washer fluid at it or something like that <laughs> and stopped it. So and it was like sort of an AI kind of car. So this one other one, there was the sunroof was open, so like this little kitty cat comes up and tops comes on top of the car and sticks his head in to try to get into the car and the sunroof closes and decapitates this cat Yikes. this is what is on you can watch it on youtube it's fucked up and that's a car commercial that's a well apparently the backstory of it is that it was just something that was proposed and they shot it but they didn't actually put it out there but somehow it ended up on youtube someone actually contacted our our friends on say vagina when they were outraged on this on facebook but uh so that was the backstory but the whole reason they brought that up in the first place is because Buckley saw this thing and thought it was hilarious, <laughs> and so showed it to his wife Nadia, who then showed it and had they had they discussed it on Say Vagina. So that's was, <laughs> it's sort of like, okay, Buckley's gonna, apparently he's a serial killer. So mm-hmm. this is a theory that's out there, right? And he did try and drug me a few times. He was always like, "Hey, why don't you take this pill and we'll go back to my place?" Does he want to shave you? You think? I think so, but he's got a, he's got his work cut out for him. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take more than three hours. Yeah, <laughs> he's in for the long haul for that one. <laughs> yeah, that's why he hasn't happened yet. He's got to you know pace himself and got at just the right time. You know, he's got you know family and stuff, so he kind of doesn't have all the free time he wants all the time. It's hard to get that much time to shave a dude. Yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely. I really hope it doesn't happen. 
really. Well, I'm hoping as well that it doesn't happen. It'd be nice if it didn't happen. Yeah. And even if... I'd like to not know one of my best friends is a serial killer. I'd like to not know that. Even if it's true, I'd just like to not know that. (laughs) Um, If Andrew Buckley is a serial killer, we will expose it on Truth 101. Because that's what we do. Yeah. So we're gonna wrap. It. I think we've done enough damage there for yeah. <laughs> all that other stuff was fine. But you know, it's talking about someone who's being a serial killer, a real person, <laughs> not like these other made-up people that you keep talking about, <laughs> like Predator Jones. <laughs> uh, anyways, that's been Truth One Hundred and One again this this week. Uh, again, I get. I think I signed off already, but I'm gonna do it again. With uh, maybe I'll get it right this time. Was Pablo Picastro, and this is Alejandro J. Castro. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>